golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going before the drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, your host, Holly G, on this special Thursday night edition of the Golf Insiders. And if you're hearing us for the first time, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at the Golf Insiders and thegolfinsiders.com. So I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Chris, my Bills, playing your Cowboys on the Big Turkey Day. Holly, we Woo-hoo! we just talked about this before the show. You're Woo-hoo! you're supposed to wait until after the show to brag cuz now I just feel inclined to get up, walk out the door. You can't do that. It's my a- birthday. Oh, okay. Because it's your birthday, I'll allow it. You're lucky. Are you taking but- me to the party? Of course, you'll be my plus one. I'll tell I'll tell my girl to stay home. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, still a lot of golf happening, including the Hero Championship Tigers little event over in the Bahamas, and we're gonna check in with one of our favorite golf insiders, Mr. Gary Van Sickle from the Morning Read. Hello, Mr. G V S. I'm happy to report that I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, not in Pittsburgh, for a few days, so uh, life is good. You're not shoveling snow? No, well, we don't have any to shovel yet at home either, but the golf season's pretty much dead unless you want to play in 38 degrees and the ground's half frozen, so I'm I'm not that dedicated. Well, um, and apparently you weren't interested in uh, sipping some umbrella drinks over in the Bahamas either, but uh, how about Patrick Reed? His eighth tournament in the wraparound season so far, Gary. You know, I did a story on the Iron Man of the Year, kind of a deal, and uh, Sung J.M. played in 35 PGA Tour events and a couple of uh, Korean events. In fact, he won one in Korea. But I was looking at how many guys on the PGA Tour had played of at the 10, is there 10 or 11 fall events? He can only play, I think, 10 because there's a couple of those have alternate fields. But uh, only, in, uh, I think, eight was the, through the through Davis Love's RSM Classic, there was only, uh, there was a bunch of guys who played eight. So Patrick Reed is, you know, I think that's smart. I, if I was on the PGA Tour, let's say, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy between 50 and 125 on the money list, I would play every event in the fall. It's the way the fields are, you have fewer big names there, so theoretically it's easier to win. More importantly, it's easier to make a better check, and that's all about getting more points to get status to stay exempt. Because that's what, it, you know, these guys who are on tour have enough money in general, but 
it's all about improving your status and making sure you get in tournaments and how you get the more you get in so uh, my tip of my cap to Patrick Reed, these guys all figure out when they when they want an off-season. Some yep. guys want to take off January and February. Some guys want to take off February or April or May or, you know, it's, it's tough. Once, but the schedule now is, now is tough to take time off in April, May, June, July. It sure is. So December, January, and February is kind of your, we're kind of switching the, the pendulum swinging back to the West Coast swing used to be a time where a lot of players skipped it. And then it, then it got popular and a lot of guys played it. And now... You know, now with Phil Mickelson and this event in Saudi Arabia that a lot of guys are playing the week of Phoenix, now the pendulum's going back to guys, guys are going back. So uh, I think Patrick Reed is smart to play a lot of golf, gets, gets him ahead of the curve, and he might even get a win out of this. So that's impressive. It, it sure is, especially, uh, you know, being the captain's pick coming into the uh, President's Cup. And uh, speaking of the captain, Tiger Woods playing pretty well at his own event the last couple of days. Well, you knew you knew he didn't want to look bad at his own event, so he's had some time off. You figured he'd be ready. You know, he look he's not. He didn't want to be a player captain at the right at the Ryder Cup at the Presidents Cup. I'm the first guy who's ever confused those two. <laughs> He didn't want to be a player captain at the President's Cup and not play well. So he's going to prepare. It might have been different if he was just a player and not the captain. And we've seen that in the past at the President's Cup. These guys, you know, especially when it's overseas and it's in December, there's a little little loss of interest on part of some players who want to take December off. And maybe Tiger was guilty of that in the past, but when you're the captain, it's a different story. He wants to justify picking himself and all that, and he he knows he can play well. He knows he is playing well, and he's showing that. So I, I think that's a uh, that's a good sign for the President's Cup team, and you know he might have to wind up playing himself four four or five matches now if he's if he keeps this up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we saw the pairings, I think it was giving us some uh, clues as to who might be playing with who at the. President's Cup over in Melbourne, which, oh my gosh, it seems like we've been talking about this for months, and they will be teeing it up next week. And uh, what do you think about the 16-hour time difference for these guys going from the Bahamas to Melbourne? I, I want to know who you've been hanging out with that you're talking about the President's Cup for months. <laughs> I, I don't know. any. I don't know. He's not even media people are talking about that three months ago. They're barely talking about it now. So, You're such a uh, hater, Van Sickle. No, I look. I've, I'm a big defender of the President's Cup. Uh, I just had a column a few days ago saying it should merge with the, the Ryder Cup. I told the story, but I'll, I'll repeat that in a minute. But I think if you can look past the relevance, the irrelevance of the President's Cup, it doesn't really matter. It's not do or die. Blah blah blah. If you can overlook that and just watch it, team match play is, is the best the format best. of golf to watch on TV. It's the same with the soul. I agree. Oh, you don't care about women's golf. Oh, you don't care of oh, the Koreans are here. You know, so what? If you did, you watch it. Did you see the finish? If you didn't have goosebumps, there's something wrong. It's the best. If it's close at all, it's the most exciting, most dramatic form of golf on TV. So get over the fact that this doesn't make that much different, and watch it. And if it's you know, hopefully it's sort of close. It's 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 a great you know, it's as good as it gets in golf. 
but a lot of people can't can't do that. A lot of people aren't that big. You know, a lot of people are Tiger fans. They aren't golf fans. But but to back up, I told a story which I've t- written before. But I was at the K Club for the Ryder Cup. I think was that 2004 now or 2006. I don't know. Whatever year the K Club was, and I was sitting in the back room of my seat. My seat was up against a divider that was just about you know uh, waist high. Uh, and I was by the entrance, so people on the other side of me was like the entrance area, like a standing room only kind of a thing. So I'm sitting there working on my computer, and all of a sudden I kind of sense that there's somebody standing like right next to me on the other side. And I look up, and it's Tim, Commissioner Tim Fincham. And right when I look, he looks over at me, and he, we, so we make eye contact. So now we are forced to have make some awkward conversation. So I don't know. So I just blurt out, "Hey, uh, I have this idea for the Presses Cup. I, you know, you got You want to? You want to hear it?" He goes, "Sure." So I told him, "The President Cup should merge with the Ryder Cup. The the winner of the President's Cup advances to play the defending Ryder Cup champion every two mm. years." So this is a win. This is a win-win because now it makes the President's Cup do or die. Mm. If you don't win the President's Cup, you're not in the Ryder Cup. So there's no more of this, who cares about the President's Cup. President's Cup is huge because otherwise you're shut out of the Ryder Cup for two more years. And from the Ryder Cup standpoint, it makes the Ryder Cup better because now it's a global event. Can you, you know, yeah. What do you think the TV ratings are in Japan and Korea right now for the Ryder Cup? Probably nothing. Yeah, zero. As soon as the international team is in there and you have a Japanese player and a Korean player, they go crazy. You got Australia. You got you've got you know now the Ryder Cup is truly a global TV thing, and the revenue for the TV rights. I mean, it's going to quintuple. It's going to just explode. So the PGA of America will make a ton of money. PGA Tour would make more money because now their event's much bigger. The the only concession would be you'd have to get rid of all the prearranged future sites because you can't you couldn't have the international team in Europe say, playing in Colorado. It has to be somewhere hosted. So the defending, whoever wins the Ryder Cup is going to have the home field advantage in two years. You pick the site then. And then the losing President's Cup team is out of the, not in the Ryder Cup. They're going to get the next President's Cup because you know they're going to be in the President's Cup. So that's, that's a minor deal. So anyways, I get done with this spiel. And I said, so what do you think of that? And he looks at me and he goes, well, you wouldn't be opposed to that. I almost, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, now, granted, the President's Cup has had some moments over the years where, in according to rumors I've heard, PGA Tour has, on a few occasions, been kind of close on pulling the plug on this thing because it's been kind of a not a big money maker. So, uh, that would make it a lot better. But of course, getting the PGA Tour and PGA of America to share power and money and all that is. It's not a, very likely. Another, but it's a fun another challenge in golf. Yeah, it, but it's, it's, an, it's a win-win. It's a great idea. It would make both events better. And I always felt like if Samuel Ryder was inventing the Ryder Cup today, you know, golf is a global game. He wouldn't exclude all these players from other countries. He wouldn't Agreed. exclude Greg Norman and Nick Price and Ernie Els and all these guys who have been there over the years like, like they have, and just like in women's golf. Right. You know, the great uh, Kari Webb, you know, couldn't sure. play in the Solheim Cup. Well, what's fair about that? Well, I understand when they started it, you know, golf wasn't truly global, and these other players weren't. 
competitive from other countries. Lorena Ochoa that's would be another one. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's all different now. So let's let's fix it. That, but again, it won't happen. I I like to waste words on fantasy sometimes, and that's one of them. But I was floored by Fincham's reaction. I thought, wow, I should probably discuss this with Jay Monahan. But you know, you might have plenty of time. Yeah, we got yeah we got some time again. The, <laughs> The PGA of America's got these Ryder Cup contracts out so far that it, you know, it'd be hard to probably get out a lot of those. So I understand, but I think it's a good idea. And I've had when that ran a number of people wrote in saying, "What a great idea!" But it won't happen. So what do you think? Speaking of fixing, Jason Day out. The back problems continue. That's what do you What do you think the scoop is on this? He says sometimes he feels like he's 80 and sometimes he feels like he's 18. I, I, I believe him. I think he's legit. Look, he's had back issues before. Look, look at him swing. He's really got one of those old-fashioned, old-school C, reverse C swing finishes, and he swings super. Does he ever not swing 112% at every shot? So I, I believe that his back is injured, and whether it would keep him from playing or – in his mind, it keeps him from playing as well, you know, from being competitive. This is a team event, and at, at, at worst, I think he uh, he believes that uh, one of these other guys who's healthy is going to be able to play. He just is not going to be competitive, and he doesn't want to take up a spot if he isn't, if he maybe isn't going to help the team. And DJ, you know, I, I think of, for I, for anybody who would want, if there's one guy who wants to go to Australia and play, oh, that, yeah. it's, it's him. I feel so you bad know? for him. Yeah. So I don't think I know some people around. I don't think I don't think he's making this up. I think he's like, oh no, I think I think, I think, I think it's you know. on a, I, I, we can't trust my back to be good by then. So he wanted to get out of the way soon, so somebody else could prepare. So I think I think he did a good thing by stepping out of the way, and uh, you know we'll see. It's a shame because he he. He looked like a guy who was really could He looked better than Spieth. He looked better than Rory at his best. You know, he hit it as long as Rory. He chipped and putted almost as well as Spieth and at times better. And was you know, world number one. Need we, you know, one. forget. <laughs> but so between having a bad back and, you know, he's got a couple kids. He won his major. He's got more money than he'll ever need. Might have lost a little, uh, little incentive, and it doesn't take much, but. You know, you have a short window in golf. It only takes one injury, and you're never the same player. You know, ask David Duvall with his back problems, and that was and a guy know, named Tiger Woods. Yeah, look at that. He couldn't. Uh, I mean, Tiger of, of anybody would certainly understands where Jason's coming from. But yeah, it's too bad because it's a home game for him in, in a lot of ways. Even though he doesn't spend much time in Australia, but I know he'd love to be there. And uh, I think he was smart to say, "I'm you know, I'm not sure I'm going to help the team, so you better get somebody else." Well, I'm like you. If, anytime if an I American, if, if was an American golfer, I might be wondering if they just didn't want to make the trip. But it's Jason Day, so I, I don't question that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm like you. Anytime I can watch match play, I'm I'm hooked. So it doesn't matter what time of day, night it is, but I'll I'll be watching and um, look forward to having you on next week, my friend, to give us uh, your preview of the well, this, President's this why, Cup. This is why they this is why they have DDRs. <laughs> oh come on i know you'll be sipping your cocoa and your bunny slippers come on uh sure that's what i'll be doing yeah i won't be recording it and watching it when they get up in the next morning no not at all all right my friend thank you so much 
Have a great time in Phoenix and uh, hit a few shots for me. Okay, as they say in Phoenix, aloha. <laughs> Gary Vansickle. Check out all his columns at themorningread.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders, this special Thursday night edition. If you're listening for the first time, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, The Golf Insiders, or go to our website, thegolfinsiders.com. And our next guest is uh, based right here in Orlando, one of our favorites, former senior writer, editor of Golf Week magazine, and now a contributor to The Morning Read, the one, the only, Jeff Babineau. Hey, Babs. Hey, Holly G. Belated uh, birthday greetings to you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate that. And um, my Bills won on Turkey Day, so I'm a happy girl. And sorry about your pats. Your pats went down Sunday night. We're struggling. I know. I know. But, um, you know, it's still early, especially when you're a Bills fan. So keeping my fingers crossed. Hey. (laughs) Look at the hero is uh, into round two already uh, over in the Bahamas. You know, Tiger's little invitational, if you will. And really, you know, a warm up for the President's Cup team uh, over there in beautiful uh, Albany Golf Club. And, uh, you know, Patrick Reed, we were talking about it in the first segment that uh, this is his eighth tournament. The guy that's going to be, I think, the man that everybody's going to want to play with, I think next week is going to be Patrick at the President's Cup because this guy's, uh, you know, hot, and he's he's been playing a lot of golf. He has been a lot of golf. He's been playing all over the world. Uh, amazing. So he, he definitely he always does play a lot of golf. You know, he's uh, he, he loves playing, and, you know, he's, he keeps that European tour card. That keeps him busy. plays plenty over here, and uh, he certainly doesn't lack for reps. So, uh, you know, as, as picks go, he's one of Tiger's four picks for the President's Cup, and he's making them look pretty good this week down in the Bahamas. So he, sh- he shot 66-66. They, they started yesterday because, you know, they've got to finish on Saturday to get on a plane and, you know, head to Australia. Gary Woodland shooting 66-69. And Henrik Stenson's in the mix. He shot a little 67 today, but... The guy I'm watching, two of them, who also shot 66, John Rahm and Tiger Woods. John Rahm just uh, coming off his $5 million payday and win at the race to Dubai, the season ender for the European Tour. How about John? How about Johnny? And he won here last year, you know, uh, so he knows it's a good place. It's a small field, obviously a very talented field. It's a... uh, you know the the money spins well. The world ranking points are there, so it's uh, it always seems like it's a stacked leaderboard because it's a stacked little field. So you know it's good to have Tiger in there. You hope Patrick Reed doesn't run away with it. You know he's got a three shot lead, and he's uh, you know four up on Tiger and John Rahm. So uh, you know you want to see Tiger in that mix on Sunday to make it exciting, and and some of these Presidents Cup guys hope we'll get a little nice momentum before they. Head over to Royal Melbourne and uh, take on the internationals. 
the the uh, early pairings, I think, may be showing us about who might be the the teammates, don't you think? Fabs, you got uh, Ricky Fowler playing with Finau, Woods playing with Justin Thomas, Reed and Cantley. Those guys go way back, right? Right. right. Um, and uh, Deshambo and Simpson. Thought that's interesting pairing. Yeah, that was interesting. He had Kucher kind of off to himself because they. Uh... You know, with Dustin Johnson withdrawing late, so he probably would have had Kucher and Dustin Johnson. Uh, I think we'll see we'll see Tiger and Justin Thomas for sure. I think you'll see the Patricks for sure. Cantley and Reed. Uh, I like the Shockley yeah. Woodland mix. That's that's a cool mix. You know, there's a lot of power in that little twosome. A lot of a lot of fire too. You know, Woodland's a really easygoing guy, but he's an athlete inside and. I wrote a piece on him that's going to run tomorrow in the morning read. I mean, there's there's a lot of fire inside this guy. He's 35, and and he's real thankful to make his first U.S. Cup team. No doubt about it. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I like like the guy a lot. Seems to be, you know, just um, uh, really salt of the earth. We saw that wonderful, um, uh, you know, uh, moment with him out in the uh Phoenix tournament, the waste management. Phoenix, that was awesome, yeah. Yeah. That's him. I mean, that's his genuine, there's no showtime about that. I mean, that's genuine stuff. He's a Kansas guy. He's got a a nice heart and good uh, disposition. He comes from an athletic background. And, you know, being on a team, you don't get a chance to be on a team much in golf. So for him, being able to be on a team is something he's really looking forward to. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be cool. And, and, you know, Cantley's another rookie. I mean, the U.S. team is loaded. On paper, this thing looks really one-sided. But uh, the U.S. has a long way to travel, and Ernie Els is trying to get his boys ready to go. Well, he's got a lot of rookies. Do you think uh, the lack of scar tissue uh, is, you know, can can it work in Ernie's favor? I think so. It, you know, it's like the... I always look at the U.S. Ryder Cup team that went to Valhalla with Azinger in 08. Six rookies. Those guys weren't used to getting thumped by the Europeans. They were, they were rookies new to it. They were excited. You know, Bo, uh, or Boo Weekly was going up first tee like Happy Gilmore, you know, riding his driver. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think in a case like this where the internationals are one, ten, and one and have tried so many things, it's a good thing to, not have a lot of scar tissue and get some of these young bucks out there. Uh, Ernie Els has two guys that weren't even a year old the last time the Internationals won, so uh, they need to do something to kind of turn the tide here. How about Bryson, this new uh, new workout routine? Uh, bulking up, going to the gym, and saying, uh, what was he quoted today? Saying, I'm going to be massive. <laughs> It's a it's a roll of the dice, you know. I mean, this is a very smart young guy, uh, but it's a roll of the dice. I mean, how many people have we seen through the years have success in golf and just chase something that just that they don't really have to chase, you know? Chasing distance that was always a big thing, uh, and and it doesn't always, you know, doesn't always happen for you. So I think Bryson DeChambeau, I'm sure he's thought it out and talked it out and. Talk to trainers, but putting on 15 pounds of muscle changes one's golf swing. So, uh, you know, he's sitting there uh, tied for dead last down in the Bahamas, and, you know, we'll see how this all works out for him. 
And uh, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Dustin Johnson was a WD at the Hero. Uh, you know, he had some arthroscopic knee surgery, what, in September and said he, you know, could benefit from another week of uh, physical therapy. What What's the word on DJ? Yeah, I mean, DJ needed the extra week. He thought he would use this as a tune-up. He said he could use the week at home. Uh, I think the U.S. team has a few question marks, honestly. I mean, as you say, Bryson DeChambeau, he, he's coming off a long layoff. Ricky Fowler is playing nicely in the Bahamas, but he hadn't played since the Tour Championship. Might be a little rust there. Uh, you know, it's, it reminds me a little bit of 98 when the President's Cup, because it's summer in Australia, was separated a long ways from the end of the PGA Tour season. So, right. A lot of these guys aren't, you know, as primed as they would be in past years when the FedEx Cup, you know, ran through September and pretty much bumped right up against the President's Cup. Well, we have a pretty big event right in our backyard coming up this weekend. Babs, one I know that you've covered quite a bit and really is a special tournament if our listeners want to go out and have some fun this weekend. It's supposed to be a gorgeous weekend. The PNC father-son will kick off tomorrow at uh, the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool event. It really is. I think you you kind of see these, you know, a lot, a lot of the players in the field of Star Wars are Hall of Famers, so you've seen some of the greatest golfers of all time. Uh, and then you just see them kind of let their guard down a little. You know, They're playing with sons. In some case, you know, uh, a daughter like Jerry Tate, uh, Annika Sorensen's playing with her dad. That's cool. First time a Gary female's plays. played in the event. Hey, you know, Gary plays playing with his grandson. So you just you just see a different side of these guys. It's relaxed and uh, and they have a great time. You know, I I always I relish any time watching Jack Nicklaus play golf and you know he's out there. Gary Player, uh, Trevino, you know, Tom Watson was scheduled to play. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's is, is Watson, cool is Watson still playing? I, I, sad, I, I don't know. I sadly. can't imagine. Yeah. His wife, imagine. wife died of cancer, but I just, yeah. uh, when was that? Just a couple of days ago. Um, I guess she'd been yeah. battling pancreatic cancer. I right. Think. Oh no. Yeah. He wouldn't be. I was looking at a field list from, uh, from uh, November, but you know, he usually comes and plays with his son, Michael. Uh, it's just a cool event, cool atmosphere. You get up close to the players, they're in good spirits, and it's just a fun time. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, out at the Ritz-Carlton, and you can watch it on Golf Channel. We've just got 30 seconds, JB. Who are you picking to win the Hero Championship? Oh, to win the Hero? The Hero. And then okay, and then well, the father-son. Father I'll give I'll you a bet. a nice father-son pick. I'll, I'll give, give you Darren Clark and Tyrone Clark. I like that. I like that. You know, this kid can play, so keep an eye on them, and and out at the Hero, who knows? Let's see Gary Woodland maybe pull it through. Oh, I like that pick. I think that'd be awesome. Well, there's there's a lot of golf uh, this weekend. The Hero Championship. Watch it tomorrow, the third round, fourth round on Saturday. And, hey, all you locals, go out and support the Father-Son ch- uh, Championship at the Ritz-Carlton. Jeff Babineau, check out his stories on the morning rebabs. As always, great to be with you. Thanks so much. You got a Holly G. We got a tea time. Got to run. The Golf Insiders love you. Bye-bye.